Welcome to Watch What Crap Ends, a podcast about all that crap we just love to talk about on ye old Bravo television. Um, so this is actually not a regular episode. We This is actually going to be our bonus episode, but um, normally our bonus episodes live on Patreon and are exclusive to our Patreon supporters as a way of saying thank you for supporting us. But um, we just thought we'd release this one on the main feed because it was like really cool to talk about some of this stuff. Plus, we want you guys to know about Sinisterhood which is the podcast we collabed with for this episode. So let's just get into it. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Watcher Crappets bonus episode. I'm Ben. That's Ronnie. And not only is that Ronnie, but we also have Heather and Christy from the Sinisterhood podcast here. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Hello. Hey. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Um, thank you so much for having us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for coming crimes. on. We just did your podcast. So everybody go listen to that. Sinisterhood, wherever you get your podcast. Okay? Thank you. Talked about Jen Shaw. Mostly Jen Shaw. It was a right? really good deep dive because, well, it's really cool because um, it wasn't just like us saying like, oh, well, we think this or that. Like you guys are very, very informed and like are can speak from a with, with authority, especially Heather, you're a lawyer. I am. So you have you bring like that lawyer authority authority to it, which is always good. <laughs> That's true. And I charge by um, the hour. So yeah. And like <laughs> Christy has like all the details. So it was a really good deep dive. So if you want a good Jen Shaw deep dive, go check out that episode on Sinisterhood. And um you know, today we just are we're just gonna shoot the shit here, talk some crimes and misdemeanors, Bravo style, and maybe ask you guys some questions about your podcast and everything. I guess I'll start with a question. <laughs> guys, I'm gonna start. Okay. Stop, stop. Um uh what has been your favorite Bravo crime? Ooh. Oh, I think I mean the Jinshaw is has been interesting because it's the most recent, but we have really and I've looked into PK and Dorit and Teddy Mellencamp and now Lisa Renna is getting sued. But I mm-hmm. think Erica and Tom, there's so yeah. much, so many years of what's happened, and then so many layers, especially now with the involuntary bankruptcy and her versus Ronald Richards, which is just such a great rivalry. <laughs> oh, God, so. he's like the real housewife of lawyers. He is so ridiculous. And I'm, you know, I've been a big uh, proponent or anti proponent. Well, how would you say that? Anyway, Antigone. I'm against Erica. I'm an anti-Jane. But that Ronald Richards, I mean, he is really like constantly, he's thirsty, basically. Like he's now like, he's doing tweets where he's like, guys, hold on. There is about to be hot. some tea. Yes, <laughs> I saw that. I was like, Please stop talking about tea. But I think he's at least doing a really good job of trying to get assets back for the victims. And now, I mean, now she's getting uh, sued directly by Edelson, which is the law firm mm-hmm. in the Boeing crash. They've mm. asked for uh, a relief from the automatic state. So when there's a bankruptcy, like with Tom and then Girardi Keese, the firm, nobody's allowed to sue them. No one's allowed to go after their money. They all have to go through the bankruptcy trustee. Well, Edelson, which is the Lion Air Boeing plane crash, orphans and widows that they 
repeatedly say on the show. Now they've asked the court and been granted relief from the automatic stay, basically saying the Erica's not filed for bankruptcy. Her husband has. She's filed for divorce from her husband. She didn't work at Girardi Keys. We should be allowed to sue her directly. So outside of the bankruptcy process. So that's, um, you know, she's like, every day I wake up and it's bullshit. <laughs> Just a little day. bit more shit for her. A little more shit. <laughs> little now, okay, shit. I got to ask you guys, because everyone asks us this. Now I want to ask you guys, okay? <laughs> um, what do you think Erica's role, if any, is in this whole mess? At first, I was very team Erica, and I thought she didn't know, but she had to have known at least. I don't know if she knew all of the details, but she was deposed in what was it, Heather, 2014 with or like the, 2016 with the Boeing stuff. So, like, she knew that money was coming in somehow from uh an unsavory way and you know people weren't getting paid out so i think she's playing the dumb card well like i don't even know how to open a bank account i don't even know where <laughs> i'm never even been to a bank what's a dollar bill how do i what's get to my bank? house yeah when do i get to choose the sperm i'm taking out <laughs> no haircuts of uh money goes in there. i, I went to, to the drink bank it. of america and it turns out it was starbucks i don't even know what a bank is i don't know how to even walk sometimes <laughs> yeah i think she she definitely uh, knew something was up. I mean, she started selling off all of her stuff, you know, 30 days before she files for divorce. Mm-hmm. That was on the show. And mm-hmm. so now knowing what we know and going back and seeing those episodes, you start to piece everything together and you're like, you can't hide in plain sight, Erica. Like no. it's all recorded, everything you've said. And yeah, I think well, she knows. If, so on the show, one thing that Sutton said was that, you know, if you have an LLC, you are responsible for the money that's in that. So given that Erica did go through this deposition, let's say she is playing dumb. She doesn't really know what's going on. She goes through this deposition. So there's some red flags raised. What do you think someone in that situation should do if, if it's like, hmm, there may be some ill-gotten money in my bank account? What does someone do? What, what would you guys do in that situation? Well, I mean, from a legal perspective, call your lawyer and say, hi, I'm very concerned. My, it's, If you've ever watched Breaking Bad, you know, Skylar, she goes to a lawyer and it's like, I think my husband is doing crimes. What should I do? And the lawyer kind of walks her through that. And you can, especially if she was thinking about filing for divorce or whatever, then she could have gotten advice on what she could have done to, I mean, essentially say save herself. Right. And also stop the stem, the bleeding stem, the amount of money, because he wasn't just stealing from widows and orphans. He was basically mismanaging all these loan proceeds. He Mm -hmm. was double, triple, quadruple uh, putting his uh, cases up for collateral with all these loan companies that he was ripping off as well, um, who I think sadly are going to have superior claims in some instances to the assets over Mm -hmm. and above what the victims are going to get. But okay, so the Erica stuff, um, as fascinating as it is, I'm so fucking tired of it. Tired of it. Okay. It's over. Let's we move talked on. about, we talked so about it the entire season. We're going to, we just talked about it on your show and we're going to be talking about it for another month because the, the reunion oh, the is reunion. about to start. Oh, so yeah. I would like to, if we could jump to some other cases that I feel have not had, well, they're not really even cases, some of them, but they really haven't gotten that much um, traction mm-hmm. amongst the Bravo fans, but I've always been screaming about them on my own. And I just <laughs> would love to hear if they piss you off too. That's yeah. The first right one. Now is, well, PK and Dorit are obvious, but we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, I would love to talk about Teddy Mellencamp. Oh, Teddy. Because 
Teddy got in all this trouble at the end of last season and ended up not coming back because that blogger went after her um, her company because it's basically a starvation diet and all this. Yeah. And they're saying it's kind of like an MLM where they're mm-hmm. screwing people over. Give us a background on what you guys have pulled on all this stuff. For sure. So she created this all in with Teddy Mellencamp and she says, be the best of yourself, go all in. And she has these accountability coaches, which she says on the page, our coaches do not carry any fitness, medical or health certifications, but they've all been coaches in, and they've all gone through my program, which is what I think what the MLM kind of thing of it is, is that you can't become a coach unless you've been coached by them and Mm -hmm. gone through this. What literally one of the nutritionists that looked at it said a recipe for eating disorders. And Mm. basically they would take money. Initially, I think they've changed some of their billing practices, but where some of the issues came out was that they would take money from participants via PayPal. And they would tell you, mark this friends and family gift, Mm. because that helps askew the PayPal refund process. So it's not a business dispute. You can't go back for the money afterwards because she literally says on there, you must respond to my text, send me pictures of your scale and your food. And if you don't, I will just block you and stop talking to you and keep your money. And that's what you get your money kept. Yeah, you get your money kept. And nowadays they're saying they will consider medical based refunds, but you have to send them your medical documents and they still keep $75. Wow. That's sending someone a picture of my scale is my living nightmare. (laughs) I can't imagine. And one of one former customer said she was texting with her and said, okay, I'm going out of town for my father's birthday. And Teddy's like, well, make sure you pack your scale. I mean, people said it was just like (laughs) such such bullying and that they, you know, it's just like fat shaming and a total mm-hmm. recipe for an eating disorder. Yeah, I'm only and was, laughing because it's so Teddy. It's like, it's so Teddy. Pack your scale. <laughs> Bring your scale. Teddy. This Literally. giant scale. And then wasn't it like the caloric intake they said was like 700 calories. And then you had to do an hour of cardio each day. That's nothing. I mean, if you, most people you have like 2,500 calories a day. It reminds of like uh, that documentary on, on HBO last year about Nexium, where they mm-hmm, had yeah. to like have extreme starvation. Mm-hmm. Teddy, don't you watch any of these documentaries that people get excited <laughs> about? It's like are- every, every week it's another cult or another MLM or another thing mm-hmm. where people have to like, are like being badgered by someone above them and have to lose weight. Like, why do you think you're not going to fall into this trap? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. get it. But she, I think she set herself up as because she, I'm, I'm watch, watching season eight right now. I went back in time to, to rewatch some of this and then watch some of it for the first time. And she says, oh, well, I used to be almost 200 pounds. And so if I could do it, she thinks that makes her, I guess, an authority on this matter. She yeah. also has an online credential that she got for 700 bucks that says she's a nutrition and wellness consultant. She's certified. I'm like, okay, I'm a preacher from the internet too, because I paid $20 <laughs> yeah. for the universalist yeah, church. So exactly. I should run my own church. Like you bought Same. some off the internet. That doesn't make you an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what it's about- dangerous. Even better than all of this, because this stuff, it's like, okay, you know, we kind of get that. It's shady. uh, It's diet stuff. It's manipulative uh, in that way, which is gross. What what do you think about the husband security company stuff? Because this stuff started ringing bells for me because he runs a security company. Then the security company was Kyle's security company. But then Kyle got robbed. Mm-hmm. Like her mansion got robbed. Bad PR. Bad. And then right. they think they said, it's like, oh, it was before they had sort of like ramped up what they were going to be doing. That was weird. And then they've got that terrible bus. I don't know. Well, and they also, I mean. <laughs> That's it, a crime. Some of the... <laughs> 
<laughs> that whole family is a crime. Well, and I, they were doing a lot of like shady business practices as far as like asking people to sign up for stuff and saying, oh, there's no obligation. Don't worry about it. And then you essentially get charged like twenty five hundred dollars for something that you you had agreed initially to like a monthly charge. And they were going ahead and, and charging you up front. This is a scam that I saw in my previous career as a I basically was a I defended people who were over 60 who had been financially taken advantage of, scammed, abused, exploited. And this door-to-door security company scam was a, it was a common one where they tell you, Hey, I noticed you have an ADT sign out front. Um, I'm, I would love to like upgrade you. And what they're doing is really just switching you to a different service. That's usually not as well run. That's run through a, uh, independent contractor who basically means anybody that can go to the government and pay 25 bucks for a, uh, DBO, like doing business as a DBA. So I think he uh, was running kind of a, a general, like a, a well-known old scam. I mean, people on the, the comments said straight garbage. Don't believe a word they say they're scammers. Yeah. No integrity. Yelp. Yeah. yeah their Yelp is bad. Right Very unethical <laughs> company. Read the contract before given that it most likely includes some provisions that are violations of business co- consumer acts. They charge prohibitive penalties and continuing continue charging even after the end of a term, which doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah. Prohibitive penalties. Uh, this company is very shady, unethical, and unreliable. Buyer beware. Look at the number of one-star reviews they gave. Somehow managed to get categorized in the reviews that are not recommended section. This tells you everything. Mm-hmm. They yeah. charge like $1,600 to $2,500 termination fee just to cancel the contract, which I, I, that happened to one of my clients. And I just sent a really nasty letter that said, you're violating the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, which is a Texas law that keeps people and you get trouble damages. And they it was shocking. They immediately waived the termination fee. But <laughs> my client had to get a lawyer involved. You shouldn't have to do that. That's, yeah. right. And to me, I'm like, you're a company that knows you're being scammy because you'll back down as soon as you get challenged. Yeah, he's yeah. shady. He's shady. Yeah, she's shady but how come nothing comes of this stuff? That's what makes me crazy. I mean, reading these reviews is just nuts. They are the biggest ripoff. I mean, there's so many yeah. of these. Like this lady even uploaded a picture of the like contract. It's like handwritten agreement in mm-hmm. all caps. I mean, it's just it's just so shady. A handwritten security company agreement. <laughs> Nobody should sign well, that. I mean, the good, I mean, Yelp is good because hopefully you protect other consumers, but instead of, or in addition to a Yelp review, you should contact the attorney general of your state because attorney generals are the ones that are charged with basically enforcing consumer protection laws, as well as private attorneys. You can sue, although a lot of times, like it's not worth you paying the lawyer mm-hmm. more versus what you're going to get back. And then also, if you complain to the attorney general, sometimes they go to the FTC and then the FTC are the type of people that sue. Oh, I don't know, like the company Genshaw work for, for instance, where they notice, OK, this is going on on a massive scale. We're going to go in and shut this down. So everybody that left a Yelp review and, and anybody else should just report him to the California <laughs> attorney general so he can get shut down. Mm hmm. Wow. Wow. It really makes you nostalgic for the days of Teresa Judice going through her <laughs> trial. <laughs> Felt like that was a simpler time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here comes one right now. So you, is there is there a Bravo crime that you feel like is is sort of um has not gotten the attention that it deserves? Like like, hey, everyone, why is no one paying attention to the fact that this is happening here? 
Well, it's funny to me, and when we said we were going to get to them, is PK has been very open about how disgusting Tom Girardi is. And then as soon as I started looking to PK, I was like, this is, I had to make a timeline of all mm-hmm. of the things of the. He's just oh, as yeah. bad. Breaches. I mean, he's stealing from the Bellagio Hotel. That's yeah, less. I guess I think he's not that's just less as bad. He's not stealing from w- widows and orphans. Widows and orphans. Yeah, he's a Robin Hood, basically. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, Robin I'm Hood. doing it. They don't need that much water in the fountains. It's like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, he's, I mean, in private parties, he's he's breached contracts and not paid back and filed bankruptcy and left this trail of uh, basically unpaid uh, tabs like between sports bookies and casinos. And yet he's on there going, I've got the idea, babe. You know, he's, he puts himself <laughs> as some business genius when, in fact, he's just massively effed up since like 2011, <laughs> yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. Like he moved here to get away from, I think, a tw- was it $20 million? I mean, these amounts are so huge. You can't even imagine. In my head. He said but something he like, to- yeah, he had he was in debt from somewhere between 10 to $50 million. I'm like, that's a really big discrepancy. That's a big number. And he <laughs> says things like, well, mine were victimless crimes. No, they're not. No, no we I all pay that. that. He calls them victimless crimes. Like you don't have the face of a burn victim on Hulu about you, I guess, like yeah. going on mm-hmm. about you. But that doesn't make it victimless. In 2012, uh, Paul 53 filed for bankruptcy with debts estimated to be as big as 50 million after making a series of investments in the tech, music and sports worlds. Through Though his financial downfall came years before he would tie the knot with Dorit, his money woes followed him into his second marriage. Mm. The Bellagio, yeah. um, that debt was three point. Where is that? Like three point six million. Yeah. yeah, he uh, he really, and then he, I think it was another, and then the Bellagio eventually sued him and was able to get around the uh, bankruptcy filing that he'd done in the UK, and the same with. Kurtzis, Nikos Kurtzis, who is someone that made a $1.2 million loan, both of them were able to go after them and essentially attach judgments to perfect their judgments, which means they can go in your bank account and start taking shit and freeze your assets. And Mm -hmm. the really big one I think he should worry about, PK has stolen from us all because he and Dorit owe a shitload in back taxes. And Mm. I have to pay my taxes and it's annoying as hell. He should have to Mm -hmm. pay his taxes. It's painful. It's freaking painful. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It's so rude to have to write a check to the IRS. It really is. It hurts every single time. Mm -hmm. Well, there's that. And then there's her Beverly Beach stuff. Oh, yeah. She didn't pay whoever her partner was. was It was the person actually making the stuff. Ryan? Ryan, Ryan, yeah. You cheap bitch. Pay Ryan what what you owe him, you cheap bitch. And then that lady following her around, like you're the story you're talking about when they were at where were they bahamas, um, like, the bahamas yeah bahamas right? yeah and that lady started chasing her around the pool going when are you gonna pay my friends so uh they they tried to downplay it and said oh well he wasn't really a part owner he was just a vendor i was like well the llc documents say he was a one-third owner so might want to rethink that defense but they and settled he was making all, all of the bathing suits that she was selling yeah you know? but but was he naming them we're going to call this mm. one the top like the lawsuits. <laughs> and this is yeah, the, the bottom. actual suits <laughs> the lawsuits. over the boulder shoulder holder. <laughs> you know, w- one thing we, we touched on briefly on your show, but I kind of want to explore more is, you know, these people are up to so many crimes. Why are they? Why are they drawn to being on camera where their shit can be so, so exposed? Do you guys think there's a correlation uh, between 
between criminal behavior and wanting to be famous. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this earlier because of the similarities in the gin and Girardi stuff. I think they're both very vivacious, charming personalities, big personalities. And like Heather with Jen, like she's like, she casts a spell on me. She like brings you in. And I think there's used to so many people around them just always telling them yes and never putting up a fight or arguing that they get these big heads that like I can go on national television and nothing's going to happen. Like I'm untouchable. Yeah. But then like everything you say is recorded and you can't lie. The government watches. They can watch. Ronald Richards has a court reporter transcribing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills right now. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think it is. And I think it's also (laughs) that us because I think that's what we do every single day. (laughs) (laughs) You can probably get paid by the hour for Ronald Richards. (laughs) He, He said he has his legal assistants like transcribing the show. But I'm like, just listen to Watch What Crap and save yourself the trouble. <laughs> save right. yourself. But yeah, I think you're totally agree. accurate in our description. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty much like at least once a day, think about you all describing Chum Durati's, uh car accident about how <laughs> the stork came and he flew away. And I went back and watched that season and she, Erica really does say, oh, he broke his ankle. And that's it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so yeah, even if you do transcribe it, it's, is it accurate? Cause half the time the, they don't match, but I think it's the reason why is also greed. They mm-hmm. want money because yeah. they get paid to be on the show. Yeah. They don't get paid um, Kyle Richards money, but they get paid something to be on the show. <laughs> so I'm just, I was just trying to think about various crimes on Bravo and, and scandals or swindling schemes, et cetera. And I've been sort of like writing a list as we talk and it's amazing to me the number of crimes that are in Beverly Hills and New Jersey. Like those <laughs> seem to be the ones with the most crimes and scandals. Which, what do you guys all think of the two shows? Which show is full of more criminals? <laughs> Beverly oh. Hills or New Jersey? I think Beverly Hills. Yeah. Beverly Hills is. I think. Yeah. Now, just, yeah. To, now just to remind everyone, just remind everyone, we've talked about, um, obviously, we've talked about. Erica, we talked about Dorit and PK. We talked about Teddy. We also have, you know, there was a lot of darkness and intrigue over Taylor Armstrong, uh, yes. Russell Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Dana Wilkie, who did go oh, to jail. That's right. <laughs> um, With her, sungla- her glasses. Yeah, her sunglasses. And then in New Jersey, we obviously have Teresa. Mm-hmm. But then uh, we have Danielle Staub, who's just sort of like, I think she's like her own like series of statutes. At Danielle this point in New Jersey. <laughs> so... Danielle Stobbs was so far beyond everybody else's because everybody else's was like some kind of financial thing or like Taylor and Russell were like they were con men conning people into these scams. And then you go to you go to that chick and it's like girlfriend of a drug dealer doing drug (laughs) runs, hit possible murders. Um, Yeah. Like crazy stuff. Yeah. Hers is like clearly hers is like an actual like three episode arc on the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like a character that comes in like, for a few episodes. She stepped it up a notch. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, but don't you know also let's not forget there's also a lot of scuttlebutt around the Manzos and the Brownstone. Mm-hmm. And then there was actually this horrific crime that happened to Dina Manzo recently. That was pretty like I feel like uh New Jersey's are a little bit more violent and scary. Yeah. Beverly Hills have a larger scale. They're more white collar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or paparazzi with Lisa Rinna now. 
being mm. sued for posting her own paparazzi pics. You know yes. what's interesting to me about that is that she was posting those pics so blatantly that they, they would say, like, Getty Images on them. Yes. Was mm-hmm. she thinking that that made it legal since she was kind of giving credit to Getty Images? She wasn't trying to hide it? I don't, I don't Heather, know. I feel like a lot of people question. do that. It's sort of weird that, that she gets singled out because a lot of people post that. They it's do. almost like a badge of honor to be like, look at my Getty my Getty photos. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are people who actually put that watermark on and it's just like them hanging <laughs> by their themselves. Well, I think they said Kim Kardashian ended up hiring her own paparazzi photographer so she could get that style of images without having to pay licensing fees to the photographers. Oh. But I mean, it's <laughs> kind of silly because the copyright law is meant to predict, pr- protect art and like artistic endeavors and just like standing outside of a uh, restaurant snapping pictures and screaming at somebody like, is that art? But the courts have said that it is. I and think so, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, some of, those, of art. <laughs> yeah, some of those pictures are great. So yeah, I mean, she's, I think she can get charged uh, if it's willful, then it's 150 bu- or 150,000 bucks a picture and she's getting sued for 1.2 million. So that would be eight photos times $150,000. So they're, they're alleging that she willfully, uh, infringe on their copyright, which I mean, I think she did. She, I mean, she's saying now in her defense, basically, oh, it's fair use, and I don't think this is right, and they're just suing me because during COVID they weren't able to take as many photos of celebrities, or if they did take them, the celebrities were all wearing masks, so they're not making as much money, and they're just now this is a cash grab, and I'm just a victim. Mm. I mean, it sucks, but the law is the law. Like you, if it's even if it's a picture of you, if it's a paparazzi picture, you didn't take it, you don't own it. You have to pay. And I want to say a licensing fee is a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. So it's just stop screenshotting it, man. Yeah. <laughs> just freaking just, pay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's rich. the weirdest part or the big Getty image, you know, branding mm-hmm. on the picture. So yeah. that's always confused me because any blogger knows the fear yes. of getting that letter. Cease from and desist. Somebody yeah. usually what's the one that a stockimage.com or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's Shut like you stock. owe us eighty thousand dollars for this picture you used in a recap. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, but I took it from my phone of my TV. And they're like, we don't care, it's ours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's still that's the law is that you if you didn't take it like the original, original picture, then you can't use it or yeah. you have to pay uh hundreds of dollars up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Even you if you didn't want it taken of you. But you know, so your worst usually, moment. <laughs> there usually is like a letter. There usually is a cease and desist. I imagine, mm-hmm. right? That comes oh, first. Yeah. So I feel like if it's if it's escalated to a lawsuit level, that means there were probably a lot of like, hey, can you either pay us or take that down? And they probably just went totally ignored. Yeah, Lisa Renna's like, I'm gonna use my defense money, and I'm gonna defend this to the Supreme Court. <laughs> like she truly, in her like defense, like it, she sounds like she is making like a moral stand, which is so cute and so nice, but also it is not supported by the law it's not gonna work (laughs) all right so why don't we do this let's make um predictions on somebody who's living a life of crime (laughs) usually real house so anywhere in bravo who's Mm. living a life of crime that has not come out yet oh i love this so like the new the next erica or the next yeah that's good that's good oh Oh, what all of the tequila bottles of lisa i was just about to say with water I feel like Lisa Barlow um, or Meredith. Like, I feel like Seth could be into something unsavory. Yeah. He's traveling. He's changing states. He's like, he moves every six months. No one really knows what his job is. And like, she retail just does uh, retail and jewelry design, but they, she has that cool, like, red, beautiful homes jacket that she was trying to sell Mary. Also, Mary Mary. tried. 
is a, like Mary. We haven't even talked about Mary. Good yeah, Lord. I, yeah. I, I always am so amused that like that Mary running a cult and being married to her grandfather still somehow winds up being like less salacious <laughs> to us than some of these things that we're talking about. Like, oh, yeah. And then there's Mary who has a cult. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. She has a cult. It's fine. She I feel legitimately her- bad for Mary. I feel like she had probably a really tough childhood and is super brainwashed. And now she's just like uh, married to her grandpa and talking to herself in her house all the time. I went I down a-, a rabbit hole of her church website and talked about how her grandmother decided. Did you guys read that? That her grandmother decided to walk across America and set up a church. And along the way, she was like telling people that she was a prophet of Jesus and that she needed money. And she basically convinced people to give her a ride ultimately to Salt Lake City to start this church. It's a bizarre story. Sounds like that would be like an independent movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mary said some of that on the show. She said Mm -hmm. her grandma started it by walking across the country. And, but Mary says so many things and she says them like so fast with like so many. Yeah. Yeah. It pauses in there that you're like, what? What am it's I It's impossible hear? to, yeah. You feel <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're, it's a fever dream trying to watch her, like, uh, her interviews with them. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. grandma, when grandma died, the daughter, so Mary's, I guess it's Mary's mom, alleged that she, there's no way that she could have died. Her heart was perfect. It wasn't natural causes because she allegedly mm. died of heart failure. And there was all this drama that, something there should be an autopsy done because there was something more than heart failure at play like someone like mary yeah something to gain control but they did do an autopsy right they did they did yeah and so they discovered hospital smell (laughs) (laughs) she died by hospital smell guys (laughs) i think they did the autopsy and and everybody got off but then mary was saying that god said that she was supposed to marry her grandpa but then um recently and uh, you know of course i'm reading this in an internet comment like literally (laughs) so that's you know that's where i'm at but someone said that mary that the grandmother didn't say that at all she just said whoever marries him will inherit the you know will inherit everything because he's going to get everything and so mary did and that's why she and her mom don't speak and then she and the mom split up and the mom took half of the church to her mm. own church. Mm. And then Mary has well, and the mom sued all the way up to the Supreme court of Utah, because she mm. alleged that there were some uh, forged signatures by Robert in the uh, deeding of some of the property that was, mm. the, they were signed uh, by Robert or at his direction was the allegations. And she, that Mary's mom sued basically saying this property shouldn't have been moved out of her estate before she passed. So he has mysterious properties in Florida, which I think is always a red flag. Yeah, like no. really mm-hmm. like if someone says, Oh yeah, I've got houses in Florida. I got to go check on them again. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, or you're running us. And he ring. got stuck there during COVID and was stuck afraid in. to fly. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Now, that was weird. My hot take, my hot take on my hot, my prediction on who is surprisingly running a scam. Nothing to back up. It's only a prediction. I'm not, it's not an accusation. <laughs> it's a gut it's just feeling. A, it's just a prediction because I think it would be so fun because I can totally imagine her being on the stand, crying, explaining herself. Shannon Bador. How amazing would it be if Shannon Bador were running a scam with her like frozen salmon? Like, huh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know what I, 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 th- I thought I was doing the right things. And they, they told me I, had to, I couldn't stop. They said they would, they would come for me. And I have got children. I've got a daughter who's in school. She's in a sorority. She looks so beautiful. And I just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't. A tincture scam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tincture. It's a tincture. A tincture scam. That would be my Yeah. Dream. 
Yeah, um, well, I well, would be happy for any of these to happen because I'm loving yeah. this crime. And I feel like we've got two seasons in a row now with all of this crime after a little yes. break from the Teresa stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need more. I mean, what the yeah. hell are we going to do with that crime? I don't want to yeah. just go back to people driving around in a minivan. No, I don't <laughs> think Bravo does it. I think Bravo knows what they're doing. Oh, they, they do. They yeah. Love. Well, you yeah. guys, thank you so much for coming thank on. You the show. So thank you for much. having us on your show. We want to encourage everyone coming. listening to go check out Sinisterhood. Thank, um, you. <laughs> thank you, Christy. Thank you, Heather. Thank and you. of course, thank you, Ronnie. Uh, this has just been so fun. Uh, it's been has. great doing this deep dive. And if people want more deep dives, check out their podcast. And everyone stay safe and don't fall for scams if you if you can help it. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabbouleh, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.